I can't believe it. They're officially dropping the price. Tesla, never gonna give you those robo taxis. And Valve decides to work with another manufacturer for SteamOS. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet. Well, you enjoy your breakfast. I try to do that all in one breath and it did not come out appropriately. And that's kind of what happened with the RTX 30 series came out inappropriately, not with a whole lot of stock, a lot of mining stuff going on, people not being able to get their hands on it. But now it has been confirmed officially by Nvidia that there is a price drop that has currently occurred on the RTX 30 series. The official MSRPs haven't been affected, but Nvidia confirming that for the 30 80 and up so if you've got big money bags you should be able to pick up a gpu at a cheaper price and on top of that they're going to be including a four game bundle for those gpus so that you can actually get the gpu for cheaper and then you get the added incentive of getting games like ghostwire tokyo and doom eternal added onto them for anything from a 3080 desktop laptop or up on that so the official dropped prices on these cards the 3090 ti going down to 1499 the 3090 going down to 1299, 3080 Ti going down $100 to $1099, but the 3080 12 gig going down to 799 And it didn't officially have a launch MSRP because it was a 3080 10 gig that came out initially. So the prices are dropping. It's likely not where a lot of people want it to be. I'm presuming based on knowing my audience demographic that a lot of people want that 3060 to 3070 range to come in at 100 or 200 dollars cheaper under msrp but likely these are the cards that nvidia is having the hardest time selling so that's why not only are they giving a pricing discount but they are also giving a games bundle with that in order to push them out the door especially if they're trying to prep us for an early launch of the rtx 40 series later this year they're not going to be able to get Get people to buy a 4090 when it competes with a 3090 ti but they're roughly the same price point so they got to clear out stock now and that's what looks like it's happening and we actually had a few of you use our amazon affiliate link to buy 3090 ti's during prime day so thank you much appreciated. Glad you got that discount. Today's episode of Hot News is brought to you by Silverstone and their amazing new Shark Force fans coming in both 120 mil varieties as well as 160 millimeters, but supports 140 millimeter mounting. These are the fans that you're gonna wanna look at in case you want great performance at a quieter noise level. These are the follow-up to their air penetrator fans that they came out previously, but this Shark Force design is meant to provide better airflow again at that quieter noise level. With the idea being that the fan blade design is based around a shark's skin-like surface, making it smooth to move the actual air, and it not being possible to manufacture these at a scale up until very recently. So compared to an identically shaped fan, the Shark Force fan can provide up to 6% more airflow and one decibel less noise at the same fan speed, making them a great choice if you want to focus on airflow and quiet. They also have a three-phase, six-pole design, which again allows for smoother, quieter operation compared to most single phase four pole designs. And it also is more energy efficient because of that. They also include ARGB so that you can get it looking the way that you want. And the 120 mil supports between zero and 2,500 RPM while the 
160 mil supports between zero and 1600 RPM. And just a reminder, again, that 160 mil is compatible with 140 millimeter mounting solutions. So check out the Shark Force fans linked in the video description in case you're interested in quiet performance in your gaming PC. Big thanks to Silverstone for sponsoring today's episode. But while Nvidia is trying to save you a little bit of money, BMW wants to charge you more, especially for features that are already baked in to their vehicles. BMW, this hit the internet by store. People were so mad. BMW charging monthly fees for features that are in the car, such as heated seats or a heated steering wheel or automatic high beams. With the vehicle capable of doing this when the customer takes possession of the vehicle, but BMW forcing microtransactions on their customers in order to actually get them activated. This obviously brings up a lot of discussion surrounding microtransactions and the future of vehicles. There are not a ton of manufacturers that are pulling moves like this. I think one of the more recent controversies was surrounding Toyota and how after three years of Toyota's extended care, whatever the internet connected thing was, they disabled your ability to remote start your vehicle, which makes sense to me if it's like from an app, right? Like there's a server cost involved. They actually have to keep your vehicle connected. It has to have data, all of that stuff. I get that Toyota has to pay for that, but Toyota disabled it from the key fob as well, which does not cost Toyota any additional revenue unless somehow that key fob is connecting to the internet, in which case that's a terrible design anyways in the first place. My point is, I would have been okay if Toyota canceled the thing that has an additional cost. If there's a server infrastructure to pay for, if there's data consumption happening, cool. Charging a monthly fee makes some sense to me. Charging for a feature that's already built into the car, already likely built into the price of the vehicle is just absurd. And that's kind of a lot of the comments that I was seeing. A lot of people are not on board with BMW doing this. I actually haven't seen any, I haven't seen a single pro BMW comment with regards to this story, but why don't you try to come up with your best justification that you can convince other people why BMW is in the right here. We'll have a little bit of a actual mock trial going on down below in the comments. Justify BMW's actions down below while I try to justify a fake currency that's priced on a real currency and I talk about it here in my basement to people on the internet that I've never met. Crypto stonks, Bitcoin's up 2%, 20 and a half thousand dollars. Ethereum up 7% to be at 11.90 and Dogecoin up roughly 1% to be at 6.2 cents. But while we are on the crypto side of things, let's talk about Celsius for a second, which is a crypto bank, but they're not a bank, especially because, I mean, look at the founder, okay? Banks are not your friends, okay? Which I understand, but now the, bank that's not a bank has declared bankruptcy and not in the Michael Scott way. So it came out a little while ago that they were not allowing users to withdraw their funds because of the whole crypto crash that was going on. And then it was kind of wondering what's exactly going on. But now Celsius has announced that they are indeed filing for bankruptcy. So the bank who is not a bank that thinks banks are your friends, which to me, it's fine. I don't know. Like, I want banks to be not my friends, because if my friends, like, borrow money from me and then don't pay me back, like, it's fine. If I invest my money with my friends and then they don't pay me back, that kind of hurts the relationship there. Like, I don't I don't want that to be a friend relationship where I'm doling out cash and then expecting to get a return on that, especially with the APR stuff. This is the biggest fundamental concern that I have with the whole like decentralized autonomy of currency. 
I just, I don't want the responsibility of being my own bank. I don't want the ability for Celsius to take my money and then get away with the stuff that they were doing. But that's just me. Anyways, you know what's not me? Reese, because he's got the hottest tech deals out on the internet, which I've seen a lot of the comments being like, why is Reese so bundled up? He lives in the Southern Hemisphere, ya ninnies. It's the opposite season there. Stop, stop it with your Northern Hemisphere freaking bias where you can't understand that, yeah, there's a, there's different areas of the world. And then number two, people being like, I didn't think South Africa could get cold. It gets cold everywhere besides the equator. South Africa's not the at the equator. I mean, it's, what? South Africa's a semi-arid region. Deserts get cold, my friends. Reese, give us the deals. But you know what the best deal that Microsoft has for you is to say that they're not gonna give you another operating system after Windows 10 and then give you Windows 11, but just kidding, Windows 12, okay, 2024, that's according to new reports that are coming out that Windows 12 is gonna be part of a new three-year release cadence that Microsoft is doing for their operating systems with one big update in between. So we're waiting on Windows 11 version 22H2, which should be a big feature update, allow for a lot of the things that Microsoft said Windows 11 would do and then Windows 12 should come out sometime in 2024 to get more money. I know a lot of people do like to harp on the fact that Microsoft said that they were never gonna come out with a different operating system after Windows 10. It's a different company. Years have passed, they realized that was a dumb financial decision. If the infinite wheel of capitalism that demands never-ending growth is not satisfied, you go back to the drawing board and try to generate some more revenue, likely what Microsoft's doing here. And I can tell you that Hyundai is likely to get my revenue because boy howdy, they showed off the Ionic 6 just a little bit more. I praised this vehicle a little bit in previous episodes of Hot News when the design got revealed. I actually really like it in like I know I shouldn't kind of way where it looks like a Porsche, but it's not. And I know that, but that's why I want it because anyways, so it has a lot of decent specs that I'm looking forward to. 77 kilowatt hour battery it has the exact same specs as the Ionic 5 in that regard, but actually goes further on a single charge up to 379 miles because of the aerodynamic design that's actually being featured in the Ionic 6. Plus it has all of the other features that have been featured in the Ionic 5. No real firm release date, maybe later this year. No firm release price, probably gonna be a little bit more than the Ionic 5 if I had to guess. I'd be surprised if it came out as similarly priced at $40,000, but I am looking forward to that. And also looking forward to GM's announcement because they've announced that they're working on a coast-to-coast -coast electric vehicle charging network in collaboration with Pilot Co and EVgo. They're coming out with over 3,200 chargers across the nation by 2025 with them showing off this GM and Pilot Company coast-to-coast -coast fast charging network, 2,000 EV charging stalls at 500 Pilot and Flying J Travel Centers, which does make a lot of sense. You can see here that it is covering the vast majority of interstates in America in order for you to be able to get from the East Coast over to the West Coast. It does look like I actually would be able to do a cannonball in the Hummer, which in case you don't know, is the least efficient EV on the market, which is perfect for the Hummer branding. GM nailed that one greatly. So they are gonna offer exclusive things to people who have a GM EV, like exclusive reservations, charging discounts, etc. but it should be available for other electric vehicles to use their charging network, which is a good thing. But what seems to be a bad thing for the future of full self-driving and Tesla's autopilot network is that the head director of AI at Tesla is leaving 
the company, with him announcing the fact that after five years, he's made the difficult decision to step back from Tesla. And just like Tesla's full self-driving, he has no idea where he's going next. I read that one out on the internet, I had to use it. But this is actually coming after the fact that Tesla has announced they're shuttering their San Mateo offices, which housed a large portion of their autopilot team. So not only are they getting rid of those employees, they're also getting rid of their director of AI. But then on top of that, there were reports coming out that not only was the head of AI leaving, but also the head of engineering focused on solar and batteries. And then a senior director focused on DEI has announced that they are leaving the company as well. So it does not look like Tesla is moving forward, but I believe with firm conviction that Elon Musk will still hit the firm deadline of 1 million robo taxis on the road by 2019, okay? It should not affect that time frame whatsoever. Also read that joke out on the internet, but Tesla getting some good news because Panasonic announcing that they're making the world's largest EV battery factory right here in Kansas, good for them. I'm sure it's gonna make the construction costs a lot better since it's so flat. That's it. That was the flat Kansas joke. Anyways, four billion dollars. Uh, it's gonna produce the high capacity cells that are gonna be needed for the 4680 battery packs that are gonna be going into the next generation Teslas, and hopefully that gets online sometime soon. Four thousand permanent jobs, sixteen thousand five hundred construction jobs. It's a big boy. And Sony coming out with some big boy details with regards to their loyalty program rewards. Okay, PlayStation Stars giving you some digital collectibles with monthly check-ins, giving you some good feeling goodness whenever you're playing your PlayStation games. Sony saying that they're gonna offer digital collectibles as rewards, saying digital representation of things that PlayStation fans enjoy, including figurines of beloved and iconic characters from games and other forms of entertainment, as well as cherished devices that tap into the Sony's history of innovation, which I know you're thinking right this very moment. Brett, is this NFTs? No, Sony was very explicit saying that uh, it's definitely not NFTs, definitely not. You can't trade them or sell them. It is not leveraging any blockchain technology and definitely not NFTs. It's likely just like banner icons and like profile icons and stuff that like Steam gives out when you do you participate in the summer Steam sale and all that kind of stuff. That's the general idea. And the general idea is that Razer is coming out with a Steam Deck competitor, Stream Deck. I t oh, man, the names, they get to me. Stream Deck, Elgato Stream Deck competitor. They're partnering up with Loop Deck in order to produce a device that has 12 haptic switchblade keys, six analog dials, and eight physical buttons. As you can see right there, you can diddle and doodle all over those knobs as much as you want. I won't talk about what you do in your private time. It's likely to launch this fall for about $270. And what's gonna launch for a little bit more than that later this fall is the i9-13900K from Intel, the Mac Daddy CPU expected to feature how many cores? 24 cores, 32 threads, I think that's it. It's 10% faster than 10900K in single core scores out from official benchmark, unofficial benchmarks rather, in China with them showing off, yes, it is faster than 12900K, likely making this the fastest single threaded chip out on the market, the multi-threaded also up. However, I'm sure a lot of you are wondering how much heat is this gonna produce? answer a lot, okay? Reached 100 degrees Celsius with a 360 millimeter AIO cooler, and it uh, was pulling about 420 watts. Nice. Just suck up all of that juice. We talked in a previous episode of Hot News this week that AMD wants to have 700 watt GPUs, Intel's squeezing out 500, 600 watt CPUs. 
you're, you're gonna need your own nuclear reactor, nuclear reactor in your backyard in order to power all of your gaming computers, my friends. That's, that's the truth, unless you switch to a handheld device like the GPD WinMax 2, something that I'm very interested in, Steam Deck, something like that. Anyways, GPD coming out in their Kickstarter, talking or Indiegogo campaign, I can't exactly remember. They talked about how Valve has actually approached them about developing SteamOS for their specific handheld. The only issue is that they have to optimize it for the 6800U chip that's gonna be in the GPD WinMax 2. And so Valve is actually interested in doing that. And then on top of that, they could potentially sell the GPD WinMax 2 on Steam. And so Valve could get a cut of the profit of selling it on Steam. They would obviously get the cut of the profit of selling the games on SteamOS, even though it's on a competing handheld device. It doesn't look like Valve is at all interested in having a product monopoly when it comes to the handheld environment. It is very much uh, more intent on selling their software, which likely is profitable for them. One would presume. Otherwise, how does Gabe Newell afford to live in New Zealand? Questions are endless, but this episode of Hot News is not because this is the last episode for the week. I'm going to go enjoy my weekend. Hope y'all do as well. I'll see you back here for more hot tech news on Friday. 